Two guys, two continents, two missionaries, one gospel. You're listening to the Truth Be Known podcast with your hosts, Nathaniel Jolly and Bill Issa. Okay, for you guys out there who are listening to our podcast and you're thinking about doing your own, uh, just real quick in 30 seconds, let me give you a heads up. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. In 30 seconds here, it's absolutely free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, which is awesome. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and many more. Also, you can make money from your podcast, which is exactly what I'm doing right now, in 30 seconds with no minimum listenership. It's an awesome place to do your podcast. It's everything you need all in one place. So download the free Anchor app, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started. Super easy. If you're thinking about doing a podcast, go check it out. So without further ado, we'll jump right into our content. Welcome back to another episode of Truth Be Known Podcast. I'm Nathaniel Jolly. I'm Bill Issa. Brother, you know, we just had a good time talking before we hit the record button about our topic today. Here we are again, dealing with an issue that we've already touched on in another podcast. You've already preached on the subject in, in some part, and it's being constantly talked about here in the West. And that's the topic of social justice and critical race theory. However, I think what we want to do in this podcast, we want to take that broad topic and, and we want to talk about how it applies to an area that I don't think anybody is yet talking about. So I, I think we're kind of on the forefront of this, which is a good thing. And that's how these ideologies are impacting and will impact the mission field. Yeah. And I think, you know, let's kind of set the tone of this podcast. And I want to do this really for myself because I can get very passionate about this subject. And, uh, <laughs> you, you know, I, I, I'm still growing and learning uh, to, to temper my passion with some prudence. So let, let me set the tone here. We kind of have three different groups of pastors and church leaders that we want to talk to in, in this episode. And group one is those pastors who have embraced social justice and critical race theory, and they're sort of full steam ahead teaching this stuff. Group two, uh, we recognize, are those pastors who are fighting against this ideology, which we would count ourselves in that group, and we're very thankful for those men. So men like Tom Askell, men like Vody Bach, mm. um, mm. guys who signed the statement on the, the social justice and the gospel like Paul Washer, uh, John McCarthy mm -hmm. has been fighting against this stuff. So we're thankful for those guys. The last group is a group of pastors who still just really aren't sure what all of these things mean. They're not really yeah. sure how it impacts the church. And so I hope what we can do, and this is the tone or the posture I want to take in this podcast, is simply that we can pose some questions and make some statements that will touch each group and do so in a very firm, very direct, and yet very grace-filled and loving way. Amen. Yes, brother, as we, we do this, uh, yeah, really, I want to stand firm against these groups that are growing strong in your country every day. You know, 
things begin, do begin from the West and then they get they be poured in Africa. Just like the, the prosperity gospel started from uh, there and then was poured here. So these things are growing there. They are already here, yes, but we, we are not really uh, are very much aware or informed like you guys there. So that, that's why uh, even in this very episode, I, I want to continue learning more and more from you, brother. Because what I know is that these are, I, I've, I've said that twice or three times in my sermons, these are groups from the devil himself, social justice, mm. Black Lives Matter, and whatever, they're from the devil. I've no, no, you see, and it's just the spirit of Christ in me, brother, that has been con convicted me that these are not from Christ. But now to know in, in detail how wrong they are, I'm learning and I'm really it's raising my appetite to continue learning. I want to read more books and listen to people like you more to know. Because as I've been listening to this uh, podcast, you asked me to listen to by uh, that brothers Daryl and Virgil. No, I, I learned a lot of things, brother, that uh, <laughs> I can't believe really. All these things like critical race theory and blah, 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 blah. This guy here who, who, who said, who, uh, okay, man, I mean, they consider Jesus Christ as some they see him as the, a, a divine social justice warrior, something like that. Yeah, so mm. I, I was just learning from these two brothers. So really, you can't believe, brother. I, I want really that to us to do this and please, please let us put things open so that our listeners will, will, will learn that we are living in terrible, terrible times. And, and uh, even these people who are preaching these things on the pulpit, they should know that they are preaching the doctrines of the devil on the pulpits. Yeah, absolutely, brother. And just to get, give a shout out, uh, the podcast you mentioned, the name of it is Just Thinking Podcast. The hosts are uh, Daryl Harrelson and Virgil Walker. If uh, you haven't heard them, please get on, look up their podcast name. Again, it's Just Thinking Podcast with Daryl Harrelson and uh, Virgil Walker. Excellent. I, I've learned a lot from them too, brother. Um, you know, like, like we mentioned at the beginning of this, 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 this episode is going to focus on what seems to be uh, just not talked about, and that's how these doctrines of demons, and let's just call them what they are, um, the social justice belief system is, is a doctrine of demons, we, and gotcha. I want to talk about how it affects the mission field, and I want to say here that I do not believe, and I want to be really clear, I do not believe that it's not being talked about because people do not care. I don't, I don't think that's the case. I just think that, it, that it's not being talked about because for most people, it's outside of their immediate context, and we're still dealing with it um, so freshly for many pastors in the U.S. that people just haven't yet asked the question well, how is this going to affect the mission field? How is the export of this going to affect places like Africa? How is it going to affect places like the Middle East? How is it going to affect, you know, other countries who often latch on to what comes out of the Western church? And so I don't think that that's been intentional. I just think it's been missed because it's easy to do. And so I, I want to give grace, you know, for that in this podcast. But we do want to say church in America especially, please wake up yeah. because 
You, you know, you talked about the prosperity gospel, and, and let me just let's just make a correlation there. Imagine how much damage the prosperity gospel when it first started in America, and then it got exported to Africa. Most Americans are aware of how dangerous it is. Just imagine how bad that has been. Well, let me just ask you, brother, what has the prosperity gospel done in your country to the church? It has, it has caused a havoc, brother. Sincerely speaking, to, 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 to the extent that sometimes I, I find it easier to, to preach the gospel to Muslims than to, to these prosperity gospel believers. Because for them, they hold the Bible in their hands. They call on the name of Jesus Christ. But they are far from Jesus. So it's really very, very dangerous. To the point that, they, you know, they call themselves born-again Christians, but uh, the way they, they preach their doctrines is totally outside Scripture. So it becomes a bit di difficult, really, to reason with them if the grace of Christ itself does not intervene. So it, it, the prosperity gospel is the biggest, according to me, the biggest threat. Okay, I hear people say Islam, yeah, Islam is also growing at a, a high rate. But brother, you can't um, imagine even as you are coming to, to Uganda, you'll be seeing these mushrooming Pentecostal churches, charismatic churches that believe and preach these prophetic gospels. And how thousands and thousands of people are flocking to them. So it's a, hmm. it's a serious problem in these countries, brother. Yeah, yeah. And... and Brother, if, if someone were to ask you, what percentage of the professing Christian church in Uganda do you think is actually not Christian because it's prosperity gospel? How, how much uh, would, would you say? Just, I, I know it's a guess, but what would you say? Yeah, yeah I can give it 80%. 80%. Wow. So, the, so basically, yeah. the majority of all of quote-unquote Christianity in your country is actually prosperity gospel. Exactly. 80% by the way, I'm even doubting whether I, why, why I, didn't, I didn't say 90. Because, brother, to, to be sincere, the majority. Because yeah. some, you see how dangerous this is. Huh? Mm. It started like very small, like, like a joke. But now, as I'm speaking, even some strong Anglican churches, are being swept away by the, the, the wind of prosperity gospel. So you see a Christian call, calling themselves a, an Anglican Christian, but they, they, literally they believe everything the, that the prosperity preachers are preaching. Mm. So, uh, yeah, so even these other uh, Catholics and what, those other religions, I mean, old, old Baptists and what, mm. when you go deep, you find really prosperity has invaded them, has entered all, all that. That's why I say, maybe even 90% of the professing wow. Christians. Yeah, yeah, and you know, for those listening to our podcast who are Westerners, um, l l let me just help you understand that the prosperity gospel, the charismatic church in Africa looks nothing uh, like it does in America. And, and, and what I mean is that it is far, far worse in Africa. Uh, yeah, that's true. And, and there's a lot of uh, dynamics that play into that, but it's just to say that when dangerous doctrines get exported to the West, into the African continent, typically, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, brother, but typically it becomes far worse. No, that's true, brother, because you know when, when it comes here and finds our tra uh, African traditional religion, you see, ATR, or as we call it, African traditional religion, or now... If, if they, those two mix on, oh, it becomes worse. I agree with you, brother.
because so, because we've been trying to to compare the charismatics of Africa and those of of America. Sometimes we ask ourselves, but even when, when it comes to dancing inside the church, it's worse here. Because hmm. some sometimes we see when the charismatics in the US are just praising what they call praise, they're just you know clapping their hands. But here people jump up to, close to, to to hitting the ceiling. So so it becomes worse here. Yeah. And I, I wonder and I'm fearing that even this social justice, okay, they are, they are already here, but at a lesser percentage. But now yeah. as they continue being exported here and it, if it catches fire here, I, I, I fear, brother, it will be terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, the, the reason we're kind of focusing on the prosperity gospel right now is because I want to make a correlation uh, between the prosperity gospel that's already been exported there and the social justice um, teaching. I, I'd want it's well, you know what? It's a social justice gospel. It's a different gospel, right? Yeah. But, you know, in the charismatic church in Africa, look, you've got African pastors who tell women that they have to sleep with them in order to be best to open up their wombs. Uh, And then the women pay for that. Now, this is Mm -hmm. a big shock to a lot of Westerners hearing this. You've got pastors who make their congregation members drink their bath water, right? Like pastor will take his bath water after he's been in it, and he will make his congregation members drink that water so that they can be blessed. You've got pastors that will make people eat the grass in front of their church. Mm -hmm. it's, It's just all kind of ridiculous stuff there's a pastor in i think northeast africa who you know he's put his face on a line of women's clothing undergarments that he's made Mm. people can Mm. buy that women can buy that and he says the more you pay for these undergarments with his picture on them uh the more blessed they'll be that's crazy brother yeah and and so i just want to bring out for for our western audience how different and how much more dangerous the prosperity gospel has become in Africa, because, and this is the statement I want to get, I believe, and I hope I'm wrong, but I believe with all my heart that the social gospel is going to be the next prosperity gospel that the West sends to Africa. You are not wrong, brother. Maybe your tongue just slept a bit. Let's say, I hope I'm wrong. You are not wrong. I also believe that really that will be the next really, because the way I'm following the trends in the in your country, I fear for our continent. Yeah. And, and you know, you, you, you the U.S. keep keep sending missionaries to Africa, many every year. So they come with such ideology. Yeah, and um, so it's a good place to say, dear Western Church, keep your woke social justice missionaries in America. Don't send them. Yeah, they, yeah. let them retain them. We'll be so grateful if they return them with them. Yeah, it, because it, it, it's dangerous. And in fact, there's already a particular hate group in, in East Africa. And I'm, I'm not going to mention the name of them just for some security reasons. But th- this particular group is already what we would call a kind of anti-colonial group. And they regularly har- harass white missionaries in the country already. Now, Let's be fair here and make the statement, we're not trying to defend missionaries who should never have been missionaries in the first place. Because like we just said, the West sends many unqualified missionaries to Africa who do much damage on their own. And so, I like that, brother. And so we like don't want that. to, and, and you brought this point to me when we were talking about this episode. Sure. We're, we're not defending those, but what we do want to do is warn against 
this ideology coming across, right? Um, so you've already got a hate group in, in East Africa who is gaining big following in a very big way. Now, now this group has looked at the West and not even just the West, but the Western church and they have latched on to social justice. Um, and it is empowering them. In fact, they just did a huge march in, in Kampala where a lot of them got arrested. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you, you. You, you, I mean, you sent me a link and I could not believe what I saw. Yeah. Just think about that. They have adopted an ideology from the West that has encouraged them to break the laws of your own country. How can that be? Yeah, yeah. Right? That, that's true, brother. You know, because I could not believe to see, you know, our police um, arresting them when they are rioting and at the back of the police van, I could see white young ladies. Yeah. And I was like, I could not understand that, brother. The, the majority of those arrested, and, and just listen to this, were, were mm. young, white, humanitarian aid, quote-unquote, missionaries, mm. likely liberal from our country, Westerners, bringing social justice and encouraging the locals there to break the laws and hold protests when, as far as I understand, protests were illegal. Mm, um, gosh, and, yeah. it, it, and our countries work very different in terms of those things. But the fact is, if Western ideology is coming across and it teaches people in your country to just blanketly disobey government rules and regulations, it's probably not a good thing. Yeah, sure. Because a, as Christians... We teach that governing authorities are given by God. We submit to them as much as humanly possible to have peace with them. And the only time we go against the authority is when they supersede the authority God's given them and when they force upon the church laws that would cause us to be in sin. That is the only time we disobey governing authorities is when to obey them means to disobey our authority, right? That's wrong. So, like I said already, uh, this group has existed for some time, but I want to talk about this group a little bit, kind of give our audience an understanding that it's already coming into your country and having a negative impact. You know, it's probably going to shock some people, some of the things we're going to say, but you just need to know what's happening and why this is so dangerous. So, this group I'm talking about, they've got about 650,000 followers on Instagram, They've got about 30,000 followers on Twitter and another 14 or so on Facebook. So it's not a small following. Now, we understand that these guys, uh, the followers are from all over the world, not just other Africans, but also many Africans. Um, why is that a problem? Brother, let me read you some of the things off of this African uh, organization's website that has latched yeah. on to the Western church's teaching of social justice. All right. Mm -hmm. On their website, they talk about a white savior is a person of privilege. Now, if you understand social justice and critical race theory, those things basically teach that if you are white, you are automatically two things. Basically, you're racist and you're a person of privilege. If you're a person of privilege, it means automatically you are a part of an oppressive group of people, which automatically oppresses everyone else. So they have latched on to that belief. 
right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm learning real things, brother. <laughs> Continue teaching me. Right. It's, he, it's terrible. Here's another thing, quote, on their website. We didn't say we want white people, but we want to be the heroes of our stories here in Africa. Now, brother, is that oh. Christian sentiment? No, no, that, that's not really. Anyone who speaks like that, and I, I'm sorry, I just decide immediately. I really question whether, whether you're a Christian or not. I mean, I mean, I, because if you, you utter such a, a statement, really, I, I, I need to put a question mark on, you, on your salvation. Okay, first continue, brother. I'll come back to that later. A bit later. <laughs> I mean, let's just say the reality is for the Christian, there's one hero of our story, and that's the Lord Jesus mm. Christ. We are all servants. Day. We are servants, yeah. and that is all, right? Um, mm. So continuing on, they talk about a conversation that they had with another leader in the movement, and they say this uh, about that other leader, and I quote, he then said this line about what it had really signified to see all these statues of these colonial white supremacist imperial masters being toppled to the ground. Now, before I continue their quote, the Western guys will understand Black Lives Matter movement in our country have been burning down city blocks. They have been illegally tearing down and destroying statues of just anyone and everyone. And so these guys are now picking up. So they say, they're talking about toppling statues to the ground, beheading or pushed into a body of water. The new normal is being established and we need to keep this revolutionary energy flowing through ourselves, through each other, into the community and a world and around the world. This is from an organization in your own country, in an African country, that is saying, yes, let's keep protesting tearing down statues, and basically engaging in illegal activity. Violent illegal. Wait a moment, brother. I, I'm trying to, I'm now trying to link some things here in my mind. Maybe that might be behind the move what I'm hearing in my own country about a certain group, uh, some group of people trying to push our government on changing the names of those colonial masters because, you know, our capital city has got who uh, are named after some colonial masters, even even the, our biggest lake here, Lake Victoria. So some people don't want even the, the name Lake Victoria to be changed because in Luganda it used to be called Lake Naluvale. So and also some you see the downtown the downtown streets. Some names of some colonial masters. Some people here are pushing the governments to 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 change that and replace those names with. Uh, some African or Ugandan names, and under the pretext of patriotism, I'm now linking that with yeah. what we are doing here. Yes. That is exactly where it comes from. And, and so right now, if some of our listeners are thinking, well, so far, I don't really see how the church has caused this. Well, let, let, me, just, let me just say the next quote from their website. It says this, how do we reconcile, reconcile what was never whole? How can we continue listening to white Christian leaders talking about healing the racial divide when they refuse to take ownership of the violence of their ancestors, when they refuse to atone for the ways in which they benefit from anti-black violence as well as violence today? I mean, let me just stop right there before we go on. So basically, I've just been told that because I'm white, I am guilty for whatever my ancestors did. 
Uh, I'm mm. the Bible says directly opposite of that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The, the sins of the fathers are not to be attributed to the sins of the sons and vice versa. Right? The mm. sons aren't put to death for the sins of their fathers. Mm. The fathers aren't put mm. to death for the sins of the sons. And so this belief is, is in direct contradiction to what we understand to be personal responsibility for sin. I don't pay for your sin, brother, and you don't pay for my sin. If, if I go to hell, I go to hell for my own sin, right? Not the sin of someone else. Um, and yet... So that's why when you go a bit deep, brother, you, unless you remain on the surface, but if you try to dig deeper, you find that whatever these guys are pushing forward is against scripture. Absolutely. It, let, let me let me continue uh, that statement that they have. They say, speaking of white Christian pastors, right? Yeah. Most want mm -hmm. to find a way to address racism without taking a serious inward look at themselves and the church. The church, especially the white Christian church, has been complicit in so much violence against black and brown communities in the USA and around the world. Remember that 80% of white evangelicals voted for Donald Trump. How much is that number going to change this year with all this talk of racial justice? How many are willing to put their money, power, and time into urgent policy change like the end to qualified immunity? We are watching and we are not accepting the bare minimum any longer. This is from an African organization, brother. <laughs> Terrible! You can't believe it. Really. And and so the, 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 the group that writes that is in Africa. Yeah, they are in. Oh, wow. So they have latched on to identity politics of the West. They've latched on to the Western Church. That's te mm. the part of it that's teaching social justice, and it's empowering them to basically go against your own government. Uh, rules and regulations mm. to stir up trouble in your own community. Um, yeah. And a lot of these guys are followers of uh, D'Angelo's book called White Fragility, which basically teaches, again, uh, this is by a white woman author in her book, White Fragility, effectively teaches that if you're white, you're automatically guilty of white oppression, uh, of, of, of racism. And the, it, the book title, White Fragility, She's saying that just the fact that someone like me refuses to admit that I'm racist means I, I'm, I'm fragile because I, I am, in fact, racist solely based on my skin color. Oh, that's what they mean. It is you know, I normally horrible. use those terms, but I, <laughs> I, I, I fail to understand. You say, what, what fragility? What fragility? White fragility, yeah. I normally, sometimes I read them on, on the net, but I fail to understand what they mean by that. <laughs> I mean, again, this is part of the social justice teaching, part of critical race theory. I mean, again, it's very simple. It tries to sound very academic and intellectual, but let, let me just break it down. It just, all of this just teaches that you are racist solely based on your skin color. No, that can't so happen. That can't be. Right. Um, and also, brother, so you mean you are, a racist based on your skin color on one side. On yeah, only on, people, not only on, right, only on, on the on, white on, people. On only white people, <laughs> brother. And, and actually, um, we're going to get to it, but let, let me see. Uh, 
on their website, under their frequently asked questions, they actually talk about their, uh, one of their questions, and let me just see if I can find it so I can quote it directly, because it's one of the things where you just read and you're like, I can't believe any human being of any level of intelligence can believe that. Um, but basically this group, one on their, on their website on frequently asked questions, it asks if black people can be racist. And the answer is no. Um, oh. In fact, here's the quote. Can, so the question is on their own website, can a black person yeah. be racist? Here's their answer. Quote, we don't have to water this down. A black person cannot be racist against a white person. They can display racism towards their own when they prefer anything close to whiteness, internal oppression. What do, what do they mean? So basically, you can only be racist if you're white. So, <laughs> how, how can that be? <laughs> That's the problem with the Western church teaching social justice. This is what they're exporting into Africa. Let me just ask you a question, brother. So I'm, uh, Lord willing, I'm moving, my wife and I are moving to serve with you and the church there in Uganda. And uh, it's a permanent move for us, hopefully. If your country were to really adopt this mindset that white people are automatically racist, how much harder is that going to be for biblical white missionaries coming into your country? What is that going to do to the mission field in your country for biblical missionaries coming? It will be terrible, brother, because obviously, automatically, you understand that you guys will be persecuted here. You'll be persecuted, even murdered. So that, that, that's really, it's very, very sad um, because, you know, they will try to stop you from coming to, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. And yet he sent us to go all over the world, uh, making disciples of all nations, preaching the gospel of, of salvation in Christ Jesus. So that they'll be trying to stop true and genuine missionaries from coming. And those who do come, they'll be persecuted. That's the, the sad part of it. This is why we're raising the flag, because I think a lot of churches in the West just haven't thought through this. Um, mm. I mean, biblical missionaries have enough challenges already. Um, you know, whether it's, it, whether it's Americans or Westerners coming to Africa or Africans going to China or Africans coming to the West. Look, brother, I, I, the Western world could certainly use biblical missionaries from other countries. But missionaries have enough challenges already without the Western world trying to convince those around them that they're racist. And so what's happening is you've got large organizations in America who are sending white missionaries overseas. And then you've got pastors from that same organization telling the very people who the missionaries are being sent to. Basically, hey, we're sending you a racist missionary. <laughs> They're not serious. You send someone to go and be murdered or persecuted. Why do you send them then? Exactly. So the Western church, I mean, it is this serious. Basically, these pastors are going to help get their own missionaries martyred, killed, mm. murdered. Mm. Just think about that, brother. Can you imagine a church sending a missionary and then, and then basically telling the people who the missionary is going to 
that they should be worried and concerned about that missionary. Does that make any sense to you? It doesn't really. I wonder really the world is going crazy. How, how can you? It's just like brother, my son, Jonathan. You know, I send Jonathan somewhere out to your place and I say, then I say, Brother Nathaniel, that guy is very dangerous. And then he starts, I mean, talking all this nonsense against him. That means I want you to mistreat him. And then, why, why, if I know that my son is not good, is a racist, why do you send them now to these countries? That's a question that I'm not, I don't have an answer. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, I mean, our church, the church in America needs to wake up because if you stand on a, in a pulpit and you tell the whole world, because we, we live in a connected world now, right? You guys can get on the internet and see what the Western mm. world's teaching. We can get on the internet and see what's coming out of your country. Yeah, sure. and, and so when a pastor here stands on stage, uh, a, a pastor of an organization that sends hundreds, if not thousands of missionaries all over the world, he gets on stage and then he tells the world, uh, all, basically, all of our white missionaries, uh, they're going to oppress you and they're racist against you. The only thing we can expect as a result of that is that missionaries in some places will likely be physically assaulted, persecuted, and perhaps even killed. Sure. I hear, brother, you know, it's affecting even some Africans here. I don't know whether I told, I told this to you. There's a, a guy who's a pastor here. He's a pastor. He has been my friend for, for some time. Moreover, a Baptist pastor. And when, after reading on uh, Facebook that you are coming to join us, you and your wife, you know what? He, he, he wrote to me, not in Messenger, but he, 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 yeah, it was in Messenger. A very long letter, message. Thank me, Pastor Bill, I love you. And I'm writing this out of love. Do you know Nathaniel Jolie? I say, yeah, I know him. He's our missionary. He's our brother who's coming to do mission. He's coming to join us and we serve Christ together. See, no, brother. That's why I've written to you because I love you. You're my friend. You've been my friend for, for some time now. Please don't accept. Don't allow him to come. Those white people are not our brothers. You know, because if, if you allow him to come here, he will just enrich himself from our land and he will just be here, I mean, letting you down and him alone will be prospering. So please don't. Let, mm. let him remain there so that there you, you can be asking him to send things here. And you can, if he sends, say, 1,000 US dollars, you can use 200 and you keep 800, he will not know. But if you allow him to come, he'll be now checking everything. So please don't do that. Don't. Those are not our brothers. You know, Brian, mm. I just mm. told him, I thought, all along I thought you've been born again. Can you also mm. speak like this? That very night, I blocked him. Mm. Mm. One year now, because I did it before I moved to my new place. Almost one year now. Like nine months. I blocked him because I told my wife, No. Jesus Christ died for me. Mm. Nathaniel Jolie is my real blood brother, which, mm. but by the blood of Jesus Christ. Anyone who tells me something like this, then he is not part of us. He's from the other side. Mm. And I don't need such as friends. Mm. I blocked him. So you see already that uh, what these guys are just 
preaching on their pulpits over there in your country and they think it's a joke it's not because it's yeah. coming landing into the minds of africans here and they, yeah. they grasp it and they start propagating also the same yeah. uh, false gospel here so it's very dangerous i'm just from the african continent i'm also informing them if they, they will get the chance to listen to this episode they should stop that mm. otherwise they are really causing havoc to the work of christ yeah i you know brother that in so many ways that breaks my heart because we move there and to know that my own country is causing it to be harder for me to share the gospel and the love of christ imagine you can't it, believe it's upsetting really you know and and yeah. I, I just you know i want to i want to shake the pastors here in love <laughs> mm, sure. and, and say what are you thinking because you know the reality is uh there are places many places in the world where just the climate the laws the things work very different than the way the way they work here in the west and you can get missionaries killed very easily in many places yeah yeah sure. um and and so i i think what upsets me is and this isn't about me and my wife but there's no way to talk about this because we want to raise the flag for all missionaries but here's the reality the western church is putting now my own family my own wife in danger potentially yeah. and um it, it, you know put me in danger fine but i i'm protective of my bride right we will fight if you mess with my bride these guys need to wake up and realize the impact that it's having. Brother, actually, I'm just now remembering, wasn't there a pastor who was on a public radio station there in Uganda? What was he preaching and teaching? This was just a couple weeks ago. If you're listening to this yeah. podcast, listen to what this pastor in, a, in, in Africa is now teaching because of the effects of social justice. Yeah, sure. This is, brother, one of the... The, the, the big pastors in, in, in Kampala sit here. He Is it a mega a church? church. Yeah, it's a mega church. It's okay. Really, okay. Mega church, not like yours there. Yours are mega, mega. But on our level here, really, it's sure. a mega church. Yeah, renowned. And uh, he owns a media house, radio stations, not one, and a TV station. And he was speaking on one of his radio stations that... Um, um you know talking to not only his church members but to all ugandans who listen to him but no uh so he, he, he was supporting the black lives matter saying that you know he supports them because whites really have been racist from the beginning they are not our brothers just as the, the, like the other guy i've just talked about they are not our brothers so you need to be careful and yet and yet this is a, being a mega church he has got a few whites who come to that church then i wonder i even told my wife listen to this guy if any of those white members of his church hear this what are they going to how, how are they going to react you're saying telling people that no these are not our brothers they are not really the, we need to support those people who are advocating for the black lives the black lives and i was like what because he's, he has got a, got a great following people listening to a, 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 ugandan, a ugandan pastors talk like that many might be tempted to just follow him follow his, his advice it was very sad brother i mean just just a few wow. weeks ago you remember 
I'm at a, I'm at a loss of words, although I know this already, but just listening to you say it again, do you understand social justice leads to a place where people say, this person is not my brother in Christ. He's not even saved because of the color of his skin. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I, that, that's terrible. How can any Christian pastor, any Christian period, align themselves with a doctrine that teaches that salvation is not in Christ alone, but, but also mm. in your skin color? That's a different gospel. That's why you see, I, I, I just joked with you, you know, before we started this uh, episode of what I, I, I learned from the, the other podcast from our two brothers, Daryl, when they said that you need to repent of your whiteness. Oh, so, you know, how can someone just repent simply because they are white? You've not seen in any way, but simply because you are white, you need to repent. Here's the theological problem with that, brother. If you repent mm. because of your sin color, you shake your fist at God and say, why have you made me this way? Nah, exactly. You blame him. You blame God. Well, yeah, you did not make yourself white. Right? I, I mean, God made me. God is the potter. He made me the way I am. He made you the way you are. He gave you a lot of wonderful, beautiful melanin. He chose yeah. to give me a less melanin. Uh, by the way, white people do have melanin, so we all have it. Anyway. Yeah, we do all have melanin. <laughs> but, but if you repent for your quote-unquote whiteness, you are shaking your fist at the living God, and you are deeming God as sinful. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, it, it is a serious, serious accusation. Uh, brother, let's move on a little bit. We, I mean, we've got so much uh, material to cover, but, you know, this is, I think, a very important topic and episode. Let me just read a few quotes of the followers of, of this organization in your country. So here's one, and I quote, Oh, the hypocrisy of the white Christian community. The white Christian church was one of the biggest purveyors of white supremacy. They flat out blessed it with holy water. Even today, they still blessing their racial superiority due to, quote, knowing Jesus. Mm -hmm. So now this is what white missionaries are coming into. They're coming into an attitude that says, actually, what you are preaching is a white Jesus and a white Christianity. Mm. I mean, first of all, Jesus was not white. Second, yeah. he did not live in an area that was white. And more importantly, brother, we have so many people who are ignorant of church history. There are so many early African church fathers who contributed amazingly to Christianity. And Conrad Mbewe talks about this in some of his teaching, but it some of Christianity's most profound exposition has come from early church fathers who lived in North Africa, who were North African, right? Yeah. So, but anyway, let, let, me, let me read just a couple more. Why do, listen to this one, brother, why do black people still choose to be Christian? That's from one of the followers of this group. So now Christianity is all about the white man because of this teaching and social justice. So now you have people saying, you know what? 
we shouldn't even be Christian because that's the white man's religion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I, I, I've heard people tell us exactly the, the same when we go preaching on street, person to person on street. They tell us that, you know, these whites found us with our... Uh, African religions, you know, we used to believe in our ancestors and pray to them. So now white people came with their religion called Christianity. So blaming us, yeah, I understand now, blaming us black Africans of being Christians because we embraced white, a white religion. Oh, I've heard it several times here. And, and so again, this is the environment that the Western church helps foster and create for its own missionaries when it stands up and supports Black Lives Matter and social justice and critical race theory. So now, now the Western church has added another stumbling block yeah. for people when I preach the gospel in your country because many people will, will now think, oh, well, one, it's a white guy preaching Christianity, so he's automatically racist, and uh, we we shouldn't be a part of a white religion and the church in the west is promoting that mindset let me read another one brother yeah. apologies are not enough white christians need to say sorry with their checkbooks with what with their checkbooks their purse their money oh, oh. i understand i understand so now the white missionary has to pay before he can even preach the gospel and be heard. So you mean you mean whenever you'd be going on the pulpit of Reconciliation Baptist Church here, you need to first pay us. Oh, you need, you better come quickly. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I, it is that absurd, right? I mean, and and the comments go on and on. Uh, I mean, here here's another serious one, brother. Listen to this: all blacks. Now, this is an African. All blacks need to revert to Islam, what the Moors were doing before the Europeans came. Ah, don't you see now that teaching social yeah. justice? And don't you see that these are purely anti-Christ? Purely you hear that now? Yeah, you see where they want all of us to go? I don't know how you can come to the conclusion that the social justice ideology is not just what you said. It is purely mm. anti-Christ. So for Pastor... To stand on the pulpit and promote any of the doctrines of critical race theory or social justice, they are promoting an anti-Christ mentality, mindset, and, and doctrines. No, I really can't blame myself if I doubt whether those guys are truly converted. I can't blame myself. Yeah, l l I'm, I'm going to read one more. This is also from another African talking about missionaries. So... You know, when they're talking about me and my wife, right? And anyone who looks like me who goes anywhere else in the world, this is what they say. White supremacy working in these groups, talking about missionaries, are a threat to national security and should definitely be considered as domestic terrorism. In which way? So, brother, what they're saying is that me as a white missionary, when I come to you, I should be looked at and treated as though I am a terrorist in your country. What in, in Africa, let me just ask you, brother, in Africa, if your average person were to treat me as a terrorist, what are some of the ramifications of that? 
not only with you brother even with with, with us with, with with us i mean welcoming you to be a terrorist because they, they put pressure on us and say why are you welcoming these terrorists so sincerely speaking you cannot enjoy you cannot be at peace here they'll try to 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 come and and do whatever they want to do on you so you will not be at peace you can how will you be moving on the streets of Kampala how you cannot really have your peace it's very very bad it, if people feel like missionaries are terrorists i think we can just be honest and say that their life is probably going to be in danger if people really believe this yeah 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 so dear western church you're going to get your own missionaries killed if you preach this nonsense and it's not just nonsense these are doctrines straight from the pit of hell and if you're preaching this the blood of missionaries will eventually be on your own hands i can just say that they should stop really uh, mentioning in vain the name of jesus christ if they they, they preach such and so that would be really, yeah yeah and let's add yes, this brother not only are they endangering their own missionaries but they're putting the the local churches who work with missionaries in danger so even you and your own family could become exactly for working with us so the western church not only will they get their own missionaries killed but they'll get local pastors and churches that work with those missionaries possibly killed that that's very true brother because i i know my setting very well i know my country so you know they say the the birds of the same feather flock together so if we welcome you we believe you are truly brother in the lord then it's okay the, the enemy the, the friend of my enemy is also my enemy so therefore let us sweep them together obviously yeah. they are just causing havoc both on you their missionaries and then on us here moving on moving along it just i i i'm hoping right that guys listening to this podcast at the very least it it will cause you to sit back and think of the consequences of teaching social justice critical race theory intersectionality i i hope that you'll take a step back and you'll consider what it means for the church the global church when you stand up publicly um and you promote guys like the black lives matter movement consider yeah. what damage you may be causing to the true church of christ around the world we have a very large prominent pastor in the sbc here brother who on his video says that he thinks the black lives matter was launched from kind of sincere hurt in in the psyche and soul of african american men and women let me just stop right there this was a guy who it he's very large the teachings gone all out over over the world it's on the internet i i just let me correct him no black lives matter was not launched from a sincere heart it was launched from a sinful heart filled with anger and hatred because that's what mark is that's right mm -hmm. and black lives matter is led by trained professional marxists they have come out themselves and said we are trained marxists yeah i remember you you yeah you sent me something like a video and i heard that from from them and this is a guy who has a very large platform and he's spreading this garbage all around the world um he goes on to say that every movement has good and bad darkness and light 
And what he's trying to do here is he's trying to reinforce that initial statement and he's trying to dismiss all the evil in the movement. Again, that whole movement, Black Lives Matter, is straight from the pit of hell. There is nothing good about it. Nothing. They stand for homosexuality. They want to destroy the family unit. They stand for, I mean, everything they stand for on their own webpage is against teaching Christian values, Christian morals, everything. Wow. And yet, this prominent, very large pastor is putting all these teachings out on YouTube, you know, through his church website platform. And then guys in your country hear that and they think, oh, see, we knew all white people were racist. Mm -hmm. I mean, just thinking beyond that, brother, if you look at what this movement has done here in the U.S., imagine exporting that into other countries. So we have riots in the streets like we've never had. People are mm -hmm. burning down entire city blocks. Brother, do you know that these guys took over six city blocks? They, no, took, over, they took over a police station in our city. Sure. That's that terrible. Is, I have never heard of something like that in our country, and the police did nothing. That is very unusual for America. Now, well, were they, um, they were throwing gasoline onto police officers, yet oh. people have been shot in the streets. They have beat people to death. They're very violent, and that's, what, that's the result here in America. Now, imagine... What would that do if it gets to your country, brother? Yeah, as we said at the beginning, it would be worse. This is what the church here really needs to be considering. How can anyone in the Western world think these ideologies being taught by the church? How can anyone think that it's not going to get missionaries killed? I'm not being hyperbolic here. I'm not exaggerating. Our, the Western world is sending white missionaries in the, into the field and then basically telling the world that they should hate those same missionaries. And unfortunately, they, some of them use their money that they send to many churches here that are not biblical. So after sending a lot of money, whatever they tell them, they, these churches here can't say no. Whatever they tell them, so if you say no, they're going to, to stop, uh, as they say, you're going to close the tap. So it's very terrible, really. They, should, they need I mean, to stop that as soon as possible. What kind of church does that to its own missionaries? I mean, the very gospel that we should be preaching is in direct contradiction to the social justice teaching and, and that's being preached on the stage of a lot of these churches. The gospel says that we are one in Christ. No more Jew, yeah. no more Gentile. There's no white church. There's no black church. There's no white Christianity and black Christianity. There's one church. But social justice says no. The cross of Christ was not sufficient for reconciliation. There has to be something more. Mm. So basically, if you're teaching social justice, you're sending your own missionaries into a landmine that you planted yourself. Yeah. And I like just what, again, and I think uh, sometime back we also talked about this, that uh, the word race itself is a myth which doesn't exist in the Bible. It's just a myth. In the Bible, we find, as again, I learned from our brothers, Darrell, today, uh, that uh, ethnicity, you find it in the Bible, but not race. You know? If a pastor is teaching social justice, I would just ask three things of you personally for myself. One, mm. I would ask that you do not send any of your woke social justice missionaries overseas. Don't do it. 
because you're just going to hurt the church. Two, if you're that pastor teaching that, I would ask that you repent from teaching doctrines of demons and a different gospel. And three, I would ask that if you refuse to repent, that you resign because you are now a wolf in sheep's clothing, leading people to a different gospel, and you are no longer qualified to be a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah, I can also just end by telling that just asking them to repent. They have to repent because uh, sincerely speaking, I'm, I'm a black African. I could not also be hosting this uh, podcast with you white if I was to follow their ideologies. But as a someone that uh, was born again, Jesus Christ died for me by his grace. He, 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 he taught me of his love that he came to to, to bring people who are from different tribes and colors and what as one family. And you, you want to come out and preach different uh, from that. No, again, I'm sorry, I'm not going to know who's born, truly born again and who's not, but personally, I have to doubt your, your conversion. I don't care your, your titles, I don't care the big church you are leading, I, I don't care how many years you will say you've been saved. But I really put a big question for a pastor, born again Christian, and you believe in social justice. Because you, you are really, you, you have to repent. That, that's for me. Yeah. And, and so, you know, in ending this, uh, again, I, our, and, I, and, I, and I do want to reiterate what we said at the beginning. Um, you know, our heart is not to be harsh, uh, but it's to be candid. You know, we want to speak the truth in love, and we love, you know, I mean, Bill, you and I, we, it's amazing how much similarities we have in our background. We joke and say we're, ten, we're twin brothers. Um, yeah, sure. We, we both love the church, and that's why we're doing this. We both love missionaries of all ethnicities, and that's why we're doing this. Mm. And we care and want to protect the body of Christ, the sheep of Christ, against false doctrines. And this this set of beliefs and doctrines is in every way, shape, and form antithetical to the true gospel, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and that is our only reason for doing this particular podcast um, it is to wake the church up in the West and say, please, please don't send this stuff to Africa. Don't send it to the Middle East. Don't send it to you know, other places in the world because it is dangerous. It will get missionaries killed and it will be a part of what the devil uses to destroy the church in those other places. Sure. And and we want to say to our non-Western friends, please, the West is wrong in teaching this. It is not of Jesus Christ. It is not from God. It is from the pit of hell Reject this teaching, don't believe this teaching, and don't receive any missionary that comes to you if they teach this. I want to, to add that don't receive any fund from those whoever teaches this. Tell them to keep their funds with them. Yeah. Don't really, because they are going to, you, you fail to, to say no to what they, 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 they wrong they are teaching because of the funds they send to you. Tell them, yeah. no, keep your funds with you. What's money? The church is the is of Christ and is going to look after it even yeah. without their support. Yeah, yeah, and and you know we as missionaries have committed to do the same thing. We don't take money from people or churches that we know preach a different gospel. We don't want you know support from churches that are teaching the social gospel. We're just not going to do it. 
uh, we'll eat rice and beans. Um, anyway, the point is we want to honor the Lord Jesus Christ and um, we want to protect the church against these doctrines. So uh, any closing remarks from you, brother, before we sign off here? No, I think, brother, we've uh, exhausted all, almost everything that we had prepared for this episode. We thank the Lord that at least he's, he's using us to, to send an alarm to the world. Firstly, in the Western world where these uh, uh, ideologies are coming from, and then to our own continents, Asia, so, I mean, Africa, and other parts of the world, just to be alert, to read the Bible and try to obey Scripture, go with what the Lord tells us in Scripture, and don't follow the, 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 the ideas of men, because the social justice just came from men, and not from the Bible, not from God. So we'd rather obey God than men, as our brothers said, John and Peter in the Bible. So mm -hmm. I'm also appealing to you, my fellow Africans, if you're a pastor, please, one, don't, I mean, deal with these social justice missionaries. And then, then two, um, don't, don't accept the funds from them because they, what they, they stand for is not from God, it's really from the pit of hell. And uh, I, 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 the, the last word is that let's continue praying for them, brother, because mm -hmm. let's Amen. pray that some of these pastors who are preaching this or advocating for this will come to repentance and continue preaching the truth. Yeah, that's yeah. my last word. Yeah. yeah, and that's a good word, brother, because there are brothers who have been very faithful up until now who have been deceived, and our prayer is uh, not to just write them off, but that they would come back to truth, that they would come back to sound doctrine. So, guys, thank you for listening to our podcast. This will be probably the only time you ever hear me beg, but I am begging you. Please mm. do not export this stuff to other parts of the world because it will be what the devil uses to make martyrs of your own missionaries. So please don't do it. We love you guys. Thank you for listening to our podcast. And until next time, let the truth be known. The Truth Be Known podcast, hosted by Bill Issa and Nathaniel Jolly, is a theologically driven, gospel-centered program serving the body of Christ by bringing biblical truth to bear on issues facing the church today. Subscribe to the Truth Be Known podcast by using the podcast app on your Apple or Android device or listen online at anchor.fm forward slash truth be known.